Welcome to the So Tending podcast with Janya Wongsopa. I am an evolutionary astrology student, an embodiment teacher, and a soul guide. Thank you for tuning in to the So Tending messages for this week. This is an astrology forecast for Tuesday, November 2nd to Monday, November 8th. 2021. Today, Monday, November 1st, it feels very scorpionic. The sky is drenched with dark blue watery cloud and the sunrise earlier I saw this morning had a deep sunset tone to it. Right now, the atmosphere around me looks and feels quite dark. The Scorpio season has been bringing me a lot of emotional release. I am at least for four months taking a clean break from the role of a yoga teacher and a teacher in general to really step into the student role more fully. There is a motivation to clear out the energetic space for a new path. To show itself to me, and this is so timely for the Scorpio season. I'm feeling quite light after the last practice I taught for my embodiment community, my Patreon community last Saturday. I'm grateful that at this point in my life, I can afford this luxurious. Regenerative process to really, you know, look into what I need right now, as opposed to trying to answer to the external forces. And we can never know the future, but we can trust and rely on our inner resources, as well as the love and the generosity of others. And these have always guided me toward the path of reciprocity and service that is a life of dharma. And this week is a big transitional week because of the new moon. The new moon is the major transit of this week, as well as the other planets changing signs. Six planets right now are either already in, or are transitioning into the fixed signs this week. Sun, Mars, and Mercury are in Scorpio, the fixed water sign. Jupiter and Saturn are in Aquarius, the fixed air sign. Uranus is in Taurus. The fixed Earth sign. The energy of the fixed mode is about commitment and effort, actions that bring about long-lasting manifestation. So this week is about releasing the past, as well as committing to the present choices we make for our future. Through the ongoing soul evolution, according to the Vedic teaching, human soul has four distinct desires, 
which collectively are described as purusharata, meaning for the purpose of the soul. The first desire is kama, K-A-M-A, the longing for sense, pleasures, and social plays. They are foundational to our physical health and emotional wellness. Gamma is necessary throughout our lifetime and especially important in our earlier years when our growing body needs physical care, touch, and love. Childhood plays and games where we learned to interact with other children also developed our learning brain and social skills. The second desire is Atha, A-R-T-H-A, material prosperity. We fulfill Atha as we enter the work life and begin to make our own living instead of relying on our parents or adult caretakers to pay our ways. The desire to get a job, make money, and find a loving partner who can contribute to our material prosperity, support our soul evolution via emotional and intellectual maturity and you know this is a long phase of our life Atha also helps us fulfill our dharma the third desire for a lot of us we go through both Atha and dharma at the same time we might have to uh, work on something that we don't enjoy so much in order to make money and in order for us to dedicate some time to nurture and fulfill our dharma, our life's work and unique life purpose where we can truly fulfill our desire to love and serve others via interpersonal development. So for example, those of us who uh, work in a for-profit sector and then taking you know some time to work in a non-profit sector to fulfill their dharma the first two desires gamma and atha are about personal development the fourth and last desire is moksha the longing to experience ourselves as spirit, oneness, or pure love. Moksha is our transpersonal development. We come to abide in lasting peace when all the other desires are met. As our body ages, moksha becomes our 
natural state. We come to identify less with the body and worldly desires and accomplishments, and more with the vital essence everywhere in the universe. Moksha means liberation or freedom, the desire to be free from the worldly desires and limitations. In order to realize ourselves as spirit, having a soulful experience through a human body. As we explore this week's astrology, we will journey into the unconscious soul to connect with our soul desires and find our inner resources to develop and grow our conscious awareness. Let's dive in and see what we can discover together this week. On Tuesday, Mars Day, November 2nd, 2021, Mercury in 24 degree Libra, square Pluto in 24 degree Capricorn at 2.39 a.m. Pacific Daylight Saving Time. Mercury square Pluto gets to the root of things by asking why and digging deeper than the surface thinking to examine the hidden motivation, subconscious desire, and emotional trauma to really purge the past and churn up meaningful insights. This is the time to be mindful of destructive thinking that acts up via all kinds of verbal violence, overt and covert, transgressive and subversive. A strong desire to confront, manipulate, or transform the status quo of social and political affairs via verbal means might surface within ourselves or could be perceived in others at this time. Pluto in Capricorn brings up paranoia and suspicion, compulsion and defensiveness. Instead of lashing out and eviscerating others with words, we can turn the energy inward and deeply investigate our own thoughts process. We benefit more from this transit when we utilize our mercurial mind toward being suspicious of our own hidden motivation, verbal compulsion, and destructive thinking. Mercury in Libra focuses on interpersonal communication, how to relate and influence others, especially close one-on-one relationship with a sibling or a life partner. The best use of this transit is to exercise our mental alertness for curiosity and learning. 
focus on the power of listening at this time. This is a great time to bridge the lower mind to the higher mind and learn to manage the energy force in order to realize our power. In his book, Power versus Force, The Hidden Determinants of Human Behavior, author's official revised edition, Dr. David R. Hawkins wrote that, quote, Power serves others, whereas force is self-serving. True statesmen serve the people. Politicians exploit people to serve their own ambitions. Statesmen sacrifice themselves to serve others. Politicians sacrifice others to serve themselves." When we use force, we drain our life energy and others. When we direct our power, it regenerates within a greater force that sustains both our lives and others. So I hope you take this time to really pay attention to how the mind may be focusing on pretense, on trying hard to pretend and to use force instead of to connect to the regenerative power within and allow that power to guide your words and actions. On Thursday, Jupiter Day, November 4th, new moon in 12 degrees Scorpio opposite Uranus retrograde in 12 degree Taurus at 2.14 p.m. Pacific Daylight Saving Time. Sun also in 12 degree Scorpio opposite Uranus retrograde in 12 degree Taurus at 4.58 p.m. Pacific Daylight Saving Time. These are powerful transits of this week because not only sun and moon are pressing up against one another in the fixed water sign Scorpio, both are answering or being guided by Mars who is in their home sign Scorpio. Mars is power. From our perspective here on Earth, the light of the sun is completely absorbed by the moon. The new moon time of months is meant to be the time of reflection for the purpose of intentionally connecting with the new monthly cycle of the moon. In Scorpio, new moon represents our light of awareness, sun. Taking an emotional dive, moon, deep into the hidden realm, the water of creation and destruction, Scorpio. This transit best serves our conscious exploration of the soul alchemy, the personal journey of transformation and an intrinsic impulse for growth. 
the kidney meridian, which connects to the sex organs, the adrenal glands, and the autonomous nervous system is at peak function during the Scorpio season. The water of creation and destruction is the physical and energetic womb that co-create, procreate, and regenerate within us. Each of us, both at the cellular and soul levels, has an intrinsic drive for regeneration. And regeneration is the process of death and rebirth. The physical symbol of the Scorpio sign is a scorpion, but the energetic or inherent symbol for Scorpio is an eagle or the phoenix. And Scorpio is the only sign that has two symbols. One is more physical and external, and another is the symbol that rises up after the death and into rebirth. This time of year is more conducive to the inward transformation. Scorpio season is the sunset time of day, month, and year. On the meridian clock, it is between 5 to 7 p.m., which is when the kidney meridian is at peak function. So imagine ourselves looking at the sunset and being completely absorbed in the deepening warm colors of yellow, orange, and red. What kind of feelings show up at this time? Red is associated with Mars, the ruler of Scorpio and the first chakra. In Chinese medicine, the kidney meridian is named the root of life. Scorpio time is the period we tend to our deepening private feelings. Scorpio issues are meant to be tended in the privacy of our safe space where we can investigate, acknowledge, and nourish as well as transform our private body parts, private sexual desires, and intimate thoughts and feelings, private money concerns, and private grief for the death and dying within us and in our lives. In order to transform the unconscious into the conscious, we need to shine our light of awareness to observe and bring to light the hidden feeling, desire, and trauma. Trauma, in particular, is a powerful karmic force that ignites and propels a soul evolution. As long as the emotional trauma is hidden from the conscious, we remain an undeveloped or immature child person. A strong indication of emotional maturity is our ability to act from both intrinsic motivation and extrinsic motivation. In Introduction to Psychology, Gateway to Mind and Behavior with Concept Maps, the authors offer, quote, intrinsic 
motivation occurs when we act without any obvious external rewards. We simply enjoy an activity or see it as an opportunity to explore, learn, and actualize our potentials. Unquote. Extrinsic motivation, on the other hand, has an external incentive that arises from the expectation of punishment or reward that does not necessarily meet our current or immediate psychological needs. Researchers have found that both intrinsic and extrinsic motivations are supportive to our overall well-being. Like everything that exists in the world of duality, it's the middle path of finding balance between the opposites that leads to regenerative experiences. The core question here is, Are we driven too much by one type of motivation and not experiencing enough of the other? When we shine the light of awareness into our hidden motivation, we can transform ourselves via the soul alchemy toward greater physical, psychological, and spiritual integration. Scorpio is the time of transformation. We can clean up our past by looking into the emotional and physical closets to examine why we have been holding on to the feelings and the items, right? The life situations. When we understand that everything we have felt. Done and acquired serve the purpose of safeguarding our private feelings. We can give thanks to them and move on in a more balanced way. As a child, I was more motivated by intrinsic motivation. In my young adult years, I was caught up in social status as I tried. To make money and experience material prosperity, I was deeply motivated by extrinsic motivation. I did learn important work and life skills, then. But the experience also created within me the coping skills that kept me operating in the lower vibration of shame and guilt. That brought about physical and emotional imbalances. So now I am returning to focus more on intrinsic motivation and act from the desire to learn and create from a place of joy, without worrying so much about whether or not the action will lead to anything more, right? To an external reward. There is still a healthy sense of responsibility to realize my dharma, the desire to serve others as I nourish my psychological self. More than ever before, I am studying 
and creating from a pure interest in learning the subject and enjoying the process. Goals and future external rewards are wonderful. They are the second soul desire, Atha, but they cannot replace or trump the present psychological wellness, which is more in alignment with what Scorpio wants to accomplish. Uranus retrograde in Taurus exposes the collective trauma around basic needs, core values, and survival. This is a great time to connect to what actually feed our body and soul, knowing what matter most for our survival and turning our attention, intention, and mental focus on the basics such as food, shelter, and the immediate environment and community aligned us to both the individual survival and the survival of other beings on earth whom we need for our own survival. Uranus retrograde in Taurus ignites our desires to refocus realign and redo the simple things in our lives like how we provide ourselves food, water, and clean air. Uranus promises shock and trauma necessary for shaking us out of maya or illusion. Real lives are destroyed every day. A lot of us sensitive souls are already feeling this pressure, are already coming up against the natural forces for us to really look at how can we survive now and long term. Right? We then have the choice to either be overwhelmed by chaos or rise up to see beyond it and get back to the basics, to our personal core values and collective survival needs. In the book 12 Rules for Life, An Antidote for Chaos, Jordan Peterson wrote, quote, order is not enough. You can't just be stable and secure and unchanging because there are still vital and important new things to be learned. Nonetheless, chaos can be too much. You can't long tolerate being swamped and overwhelmed beyond your capacity to cope while you are learning what you still need to know. Thus, you need to place one foot in what you have mastered and understood and the other in what you are currently exploring and mastering. Then you have positioned yourself where the terror of existence is under control and you are secure, but where you are also alert and engaged. 
That is where there is something new to master, and some way that you can be improved. That is where meaning is to be found. Unquote. So yeah, this is a complex time, and it requires our deep transformative ability to be. More and more aware of the duality, of the complexity, right? In order for us to truly integrate and help each other survive. On Friday, Venus Day, November fifth, Venus enters Capricorn at. 3:44 a.m. Pacific Daylight Saving Time. On the same day, Mercury enters Scorpio at 3:35 p.m. Pacific Daylight Saving Time. When an inner planet changes sign, we might sense the elemental shift in our overall mood, so it may feel a little bit turbulent. Venus, the planet of Relationship, sensuality, and harmony was in the expansive, mutable fire sign of Sagittarius for about one month, from October seventh to November fifth. Venus will be in the more contracted and serious sign of Capricorn. Listen to this for four. Months. Normally, Venus sips through each um, sign in about a month, but they are here in Capricorn for four months due to the retrograde period, a long retrograde period. Here, Venus is seriously working hard on refining and perfecting the Capricorn duties from November 5th all the way to March 6th of 2022. This is a shift from a more mental and philosophical exploration of Sagittarius to a more pragmatic and tangible concerns of Capricorn within relationship. Venus, Venus in Capricorn wants what Beyonce wants, which is for her love interest to stop fooling around and just put a ring on it. Action and provision are deemed more valuable than words at this time, and it takes time to achieve material rewards and social status. Normally, Venus again sips through each sign in about a month. The four months in Capricorn is necessary in bringing about an overall harmonizing and rewarding experience, as Venus in Capricorn balances all the other inner planets, Sun, Mercury, and Mars in Scorpio. Mercury enters Scorpio, shifts the mind from the superficial relationship concerns toward learning more deeply about the primal urges and the regenerative aspect of relationship 
our most basic and powerful urge is the respiratory urge or the need to breathe. Other basic bodily urges relate to the digestive system. There are the urges to drink, to eat, to urinate, to defecate. Some of us have a strong urge to reproduce and because of testosterone levels, the sex urge is strongest in adolescence and youth. There is also the urge to heal or to overcome sickness and injury. As the fixed water sign Scorpio draws the intellectual mercury deep into the hidden realm of sex, death, money, and power, here our mercurial mind asks why we do what we do, feel what we feel, and think these thoughts. What urges, longings, and desires lurk behind the nice normal visage or standard customs that we show publicly? And how might the mental curiosity, human interest, and intellectual creativity be utilized at this time to serve the conscious journey of soul evolution or psychological transformation? This time of year is primed for the intellectual pursuits in occultism, mysticism, divination, magic, witchcraft, and alchemy. And if you were like me or have major planets and aspects in Scorpio or 8th house in your natal chart or driven by the question why throughout your life, you would probably be devoting most of your lifetime studying these subjects. Remember that not only Mercury is in Scorpio, but Mars and Sun are also here at this time. On Saturn day, November 6, Mercury in 1 degree Scorpio, sextile Venus in 1 degree Capricorn at 8.39 a.m. Pacific Daylight Saving Time. In predictive astrology, the first degree or 0 to 1 degree in any fixed sign, in this case Mercury in 1 degree Scorpio, means that things in particular, a knowledge or learning that begins at this time will more than likely last because the fixed energy is more permanent and long-lasting. The first degree in any sign in predictive astrology means the beginning of something. In Capricorn, where Venus is, this becomes extremely critical because Capricorn is one of the four cardinal signs. Cardinal nature is the beginning mode and the first degree represents a jump start. So today might be a wonderful day to set your new moon intention for starting something long lasting. Venus in Capricorn might inspire a committed relationship that brings an ongoing knowledge and personal development 
via a long-term relationship. Mercury in Scorpio focuses our mind on strategic or long-term thinking. Mercury sextile Venus, the planet of abundance and interpersonal connection, lovingly sparks conversations about money and material pleasure. With the help of the hard-working Venus in Capricorn, our mercurial mind can shift inward toward investment strategies, fruitful saving, and a more sustainable work-life balance that can also generate a comfortable income long-term. Being practical and pragmatic is sexy at this time. Embrace your second soul desire, Atha, that I talked about earlier. If you need to see all the four desires or prushata in writing, be sure to subscribe to my email list via my website, janyawongsopa.com. The link is in the show notes. I write each weekly astrology before I create a podcast episode. So even when I'm too tired to do the podcast, which happened last week, and that's why um, there was no podcast episode last week, you will still most likely get the weekly episode via the email. Those of you on my email list did get my last week's astrology. It's just a perfect way for me to organize my work-life balance, my research and studying and relaxation time right now. Thank you for tending to the soul with me through this week's astrology. For those of us living in the US, the sunlight saving time The daylight saving time ends this Saturday night on November 6. We are embarking on the underworld journey. Venus will be in retrograde for 40 days beginning on November 10th. Today is the Day of the Dead, which is on the heel of Samhain and Halloween. I plan on writing letters to my dearly departed and ancestors on this new moon to honor and release the past and commit to the present and the future. I will be updating my website and reorganizing my offering on the Patreon, which I am pa- which I am pausing for four months. to see them bloom next spring and I am doing the same with my dharmic 
work behind the scene. Here is such a tender, intimate season that supports our relationship via humility. I love this sunset time of year so much, and I'm deeply grateful you are here, tuning into the same frequencies. I love you all, and wish you a powerful new moon in Scorpio.